ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape in your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I want us to turn in our Bibles to Psalm 89 from verse 33. Or rather, I'll take it from verse 30. Let me take it from verse 24. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. And in my name, his horn shall be exalted. Also, I will set his hand over the sea and his right hand over the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, the rock of my salvation, and I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth, my mercy I will keep for him forever. And my covenant shall stand firm with him. His seed also I will make to endure forever. And his throne as the days of heaven. If his sons forsake my law and do not walk in my judgment, if they break my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgressions with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky. Praise the Lord. You'll agree with me that it's like I'm taking us back, or rather reminding us, I would rather use that phrase, of our theme for the year. I realize, of course, over the years, and much more now, that God establishes by renewals. In the first place, you will never have been born again but for the renewal of God. So you say, what renewal? You just take the book of Peter, you find it there. That's the way he puts your salvation experience. He said, God, by the renewal of your mind, your spirit, um, you got born again. And of course we know that after being born again, the only way we can sustain what we have found 
is by renewal. That's why in the book of Romans it says that, hey, do not conform, but be transformed. So uh, by the renewal of your mind, if the human mind is not constantly reminded of the goals and the target of the season, they're left behind. In fact, they were running the opposite direction. It's just natural. And that's why our lives are battlegrounds. How be it that they are victorious battles because of the finished work of Christ, but nevertheless, they are battles. In other words, God, through Jesus Christ, has concluded the matter. But that doesn't leave you without a responsibility. That's another way of putting it. Glory be to God in the highest. I said glory be to God in the highest. So it's like reminding us that please now, we're in the third month, right in the middle of the third month, um, the first quarter that is running to a close, remind them. Because otherwise, by the time we're getting to September, some of have even forgotten what the year is all about. But you see, it's, your, it's in your remembering that you are able to continuously exercise faith in what God is doing and where he's taking you. It's only in your remembering. Praise the Lord. I give him praise. So he says, my covenant, my covenant, my covenant, I will not break. And two, three times within the short section that we read, he will refer to, your, to his descendants, to his future, that even if they move without a clue as to why they are doing what they are doing, he said, and they will walk against the covenant, I will not because of their ignorance and the juvenile tendencies and put aside, no, 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 I will not break my covenant which I have made with you. So I will chastise them, I will correct their foolishness, I will chastise them, but my covenant I will maintain. I think that's enough to, to, to make somebody joyful as a Christian by the grace of God. Because the ultimate of the covenant is that you and I have a covenant with God through the blood of Jesus. Stronger than the covenant that we can see, any covenant we can see recorded in the Bible. The covenant through the blood of Jesus. Because everyone pointed to this final one. Jesus Christ dying for you and I. God entered into a covenant with you and I through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. We are highly privileged. So with that in mind, I want you to turn with me your Bible to the book of Genesis. So I'm believing God for some grace today. I believe I have it already in Jesus' name. Glory be to God in the highest. Genesis 28, I'll read from verse 10. For a start. Verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. That's for a pillow. And he laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, 
and his top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. In you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I, I am with you and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stones that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and put oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city has been lost previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going, and give me bread to eat, clothings to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Selah. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you want to back up, back up, back up, you will go back to Genesis 1. So let's just take it right where we picked it. Let's start with the character, Jacob. Hallelujah. First, let me say, in reading, let me put my Bible here. God never said the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said the God of Abraham, your father, and Isaac. But thereafter, he will be referred to all through history as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But at this time, though Jacob is part, I mean, was part of the deal, but he was still being educated. Yeah. Jacob had some form of knowledge, but they were not uh, mature yet. So it was a covenant matter, covenant issue. But look at Jacob at this time. He was troubled. Yeah. Hello. As a matter of fact, if you back up to 
chapter 27. Praise God. Verse 41. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. He stole Esau's blessing. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning of my father are at hand. Why? He said, then I will kill my brother Jacob. So you can understand what Jacob I mean, was going through. He knew that he was facing death. He was a trickster. He was a con man. Never mind the fact that Jacob was a covenant person. His understanding was very shallow. So that will make him employ some horrible means to help God achieve what God has ordained that he will be for normally. God had declared the end from the beginning that knew before Jacob was born that even told the mother, say, hey, there's a battle in your womb. You see, the younger one will rule. Before Jacob was born, in line with the fact that before you were formed in the womb, I knew, I ordained you before your father met your mother. When there was nothing physical about you, I knew you. And I determined what I would do with you. At least I said that to Jeremiah. And David made the same, said the same thing. If you read the book of Psalms of himself. So somehow he let it out to the mother, and somehow Jacob had some knowledge. But Jacob would do it himself because God was so slow. Maybe what Jacob did, he had to do because all things work together for good. Probably, yes. Because now hindsight, the benefit of hindsight, everything that happened must happen so that what be could be. Yes. Praise the Lord. But then he had um, stolen his brother's birthright. And he had stolen his brother's blessing. So much so that when the brother got there, the Bible said with tears, he sought it. But the father said, it's too late. There's nothing I can do. Wow. Say, Father, if there's a little blessing, speak it, speak it. The father did. He said, but what I've given your brother is irreversible. Now, see the wisdom of God. God knew what he would do. But the father was bent on doing what tradition says. But where did that tradition come from? From, from the same God. The firstborn of the... So naturally, so Isaac was going that route, but God had chosen Jacob. Jacob, God has chosen you. You don't need to play tricks. You need no tricks. Anyway. The brother was so crossed, he said, I will kill him. So the mother knew. And he said, pack your load, run. So the mother was abating it. Mothers are something else. God bless our mothers. 
So you can imagine the state of this man. So he was fleeing for life. And he was tired, he was weary. It was dark. By the time you are tired of your schemes, you will fall back on God. No matter how smart you are, no matter how much, how strong you are, no matter how much control you have in the spirit realm, given that you are not even a Christian, I'm talking of the occults. No, oh, a lot of rituals happen in our land, particularly around elections. The question is this do you sleep? If you sleep, Don't you know that at that time you dependent on God? No, no, no. I conjure the spirit to stand around. Uh, see, the creator of all spirits can send them on errand. Even at that time. So when you sleep, you have no choice. You allow God to take over. Glory be to God in the highest. So this man got to a place where man, not his ability to run, not his strength, not his skills with which he has won so far, he had to sleep. He looked around, strange, he ran a little further. He ran until finally he said, man. And when he will sleep, not in the comfort of a room or a hotel. It was in the open field. Where will I live? What will I wear? What will I eat? They didn't matter anymore. What mattered most was life. He looked for, it was a stone. Can you imagine a stone for pillow? But for him that night, it was the hard ground. And it was the pillow, it was the stone. Somebody was writing. He said, you know, there's a way you lie down, you are trying to count this, counting the ceiling or whatever. So he was counting stars. He was alone. He was a fugitive. He was retired. He was lonely. Then nature, which will always subject any creature to the control of God, took over, he slept off. At that point, he didn't know who was coming or who was going. But God came. God came and started talking to him. God is faithful. When you are too strong and too busy for God, he knows where to catch you. Doctors will tell you that if you refuse to sleep, then you will fall sick. Then God will catch you there. He had a dream. And in the dream, he saw a ladder. Aha. Come on, help me, Lord. And what did he make of the ladder? He said he saw angels. The ladder started from his head and went right into the heavens. And he saw angels 
ascending and descending. And at the end of the ladder up there, he was asleep. If he never slept, he would never have had that revelation. And at the end of the ladder there, God, you know, Jesus was standing. He said, the Lord was standing. And he spoke to him like that. Uh, and behold, verse 13, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie. I am giving you. And your descendants. And then he continued in the same terms of the covenant which he has established with Abraham and with Isaac. He now in verse 15, he now says, Behold, I am with you. I will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. So, it wasn't a struggle. He was a man of great achievement. Very skillful, very cunning. But he wasn't that. That will take you some distance. But can I be frank with you? For why you are created, that won't take you there. God may use it, but that won't take you there. God will take over. Because why? You are a covenant child of God. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. See the thing is all. In the midst of your trouble, a fugitive, panicking, running, escaping, exhausted, tired, penniless, crushed. He said, you are the owner of everything. Even the land I'm giving you. Even the land. And he says, I will keep you. Oh. <laughs> I will protect you. And I will fulfill everything I've spoken to you. I won't leave you until I have done everything I've spoken to you. Now, what's my point? He didn't know the extent and the depth of the covenant he was living in and living by. God will now come to tell him. Now, let me tell you this quickly, church. Listen, until now, he was living by faith in the God of his father. Yes, he had faith, but it was faith in the God that my father knows. And my father knows, but this time around, the God that your father knows wants to be the God that you know. Until the God that your father knows become the God that you know, you will struggle. But I've come to tell somebody this morning, your struggle is over. In the name of Jesus, I feel the fire. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. I mean, there are certain things you can note quickly. Look at what he says. He captured everything by this word he spoke. But before then, let me just close it. So what I'm saying is this. Look, your father, your, your forefather, your grandfather, Abraham, experienced me one-on-one. Your father experienced me one on one. Go ask him what happened in the land where he was running to Egypt. He will tell you. It's time for you to have your personal experience. The gifts of the Spirit are still in operation. 
But that's how and that's to what extent things will begin to operate in your lives. In the name of Jesus. Say, why? You are a covenant child of God. Look at the, look at the shallowness of his understanding. And yet, God. But I'm struggling. No. See, see, the fact is that you are qualified. And what qualifies you is that you are a covenant child of God. You are found in him through the blood of the everlasting covenant. All you need is just, just be willing. Having to read the Bible, if you are willing and obedient, you just be willing. Having to read the Bible, it is God that works in you. Even to will and to do. There's no room for bragging and boasting. Oof, I feel the fire. I believe, I believe strongly that something, this is a new beginning for someone in the name of Jesus. So look at, so he broke through all the problems, all the rub, the rubbles of fear and panic and f- running for life and afraid of all the enemies and he broke through to assure him. So he came in a fugitive. You woke up a landlord. He was still in the situation. He woke, he came in panicking. He woke up reassured. He was still in the situation. The situation had not changed, but Jacob had changed on the strength and the basis of the covenant. This place that you sleep, I am I've given you and your descendants. Your descendants will be many. They will occupy to the east, west, north, and south. I will keep you. I will protect you. And please listen. I will not leave you until I have fulfilled every bit of what I'm saying to you. Then Jacob responded. I hope you understand that God came in covenant terms to the troublesome and treacherous Jacob. How did Jacob respond? How shall we see? Glory be. Oof, I feel the fire. What happened? You look, you look sealed in. But hey, Access. You have a free access to me by virtue of the covenant. Don't you ever stay dreaming, thinking that you are abandoned, that you are done for, that you are lost, that uh -uh, your life has come to a halt, that nobody cared, you are now an island, just waiting to dry up. No! There's an access to the eternal source of all things. You are in a covenant with me. A ladder. And that just didn't stop there. You can talk to me directly. He looked and he saw. Can't you see that the beginning of your next level is always a revelation of Jesus? Can't you see? Not knowing how to put one and one together to get to two, or how to multiply your two by two to get four, or how to begin to increase exponentially. No, 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 no. It's the revelation of Jesus. 
And that's why as far as the government is concerned, I say now let us come boldly now that you know. They said, me tell her. I know she comes to the second, to the 360, but I want to see her occasionally touch. So see how he answered. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this house. Okay. Or in this place. And I did not know. I did, there are many things you don't know, Jacob. You are just beginning to know. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? Oh my goodness. This is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. And that's why everywhere you see the house of God, the, the phrase house of God, he's talking to a place, the place of the presence of God. Then Jacob was early and then of course set up the pillar and they called the name of the place. Then Jacob made a vow. That's where I'm going. Now, see what I'm saying? God came in a covenant to Jacob. Jacob responded in a covenant. Because I said, ah, why would Jacob say, if after God has declared I'm going to do this? No, no, no. He wasn't, ask, he wasn't saying if as though. He was doubting. He was saying, if you will do what you said you are going to do, then I will do this. He was responding in a covenant. He was responding. If you will keep me on this journey, give me bread, give me clothes, <laughs> and bring me back, then you will be my God. It's just beginning to have an understanding. You will be my God. Hey, Jacob, he has been your God before you were formed in the womb. Then he said something. Yes. Then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone which I have set will be a pillar, as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tent to you. Who preached tight to him? Probably saw the father doing it, but who preached it to him? And let me say this quickly to you. Jacobs don't give tight until they have an encounter. Jacobs are grab it all kind of person. They will take what is theirs and they will take yours too if you're not smart. Jacobs don't know how to give. But when he had an encounter, he said, everything you give me, I will give you a tent. And that brings me to this point quickly. Are you waiting for somebody to talk to you about tithe and offering? <sighs> Covenant child of God. Do you have a revelation at all? Who sustains your life from death? Who keeps your going? Who keeps your coming? Who supplies your health? Who supplies your means? Who supplies your children? Who supplies your marriage? Who? We don't need to ask you. It's only natural. By the nature of God in you to say, look, what can I do? To get more people to understand you like you have made your understanding come to me. 
given that anybody can preach from the Bible, it's according to the level of their revelation. But then it should be a disaster when you are following those who know nothing when you are making them your teacher. And people will flog them because they don't want to be responsible for anything. God is not an indulgent God. No. He raises responsible, mature children. I will give one tenth of everything. See, Joseph Cornwall says something. He said, this was his first encounter. It did a lot of good to Jacob. But you know, now he understood that he, that look, he had a covenant with God. But you know the only way he understood it? The covenant of materialism. It's part of the deal. It's very much part of the deal. Good health. And having substance is part of the deal. So don't let anybody talk you away from it. God said it. And then when you look at Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, no, they were not poor men. And when I say not poor men, that is at least they commit the needs of their lives financially and otherwise. That's what I mean. At least. But you see, to the glory of God, I've seen what the Bible means when it says the little that the righteous man has. That he commits to God is more than the whole world owned by the rich man that does not know God. You say, what do you mean by that? Watch Jacob. He knew that he would be alive. He knew that he would would never lack. And so the devil did all he could with that. When he got to Laban, Laban changed his salary ten times. I'm going to give you a hundred thousand. When he saw the guy was working, I said, no, it's ninety thousand. When he said, it's eighty thousand. It's seventy thousand. No, he's 60,000. Oh. He's 50. Ha! Ah. The guy continued. Why? He had an assurance. I will marry his daughter. I will be made wealthy. So you talk of knowing how to make the covenant work for wealth. Jacob. Hello. So, so much so that it got to a stage. 20 years later, God said, this time I'm, I'm taking you back. Guess what? Pay me my wages. He said, okay. He told him what he will do. And if you see, hey, trick metric. 419 met 4199. <laughs> so be careful what you do because hmm, some other person will beat you at it. The only way they won't beat you at it if you are doing God's will. Be careful what you do. 
the guy said, he looked at it, he has seen that these ones are not many. He said, every, from now, every offspring of the cows, the ones that will have stripes or speckled or spots, they are yours. He has seen that there are very few males like that. He now got, he now separated even those few males and told his son, say, take them far away from all the female cows so that they will not cross the female cows. So Jacob will suffer. But when God, when the covenant God has spoken, and Jacob knew that, as far as he took them, Jacob said, when I slept, I had a dream again. What dream? He said, I saw that the cow that is crossing the cow, the, the bulls that are crossing the, the female cows are, were all spotted, striped, and speckled. But they have removed all of them. God, that deals with genes. Huh. See, that was what I saw. So God had to assure him again that your reward should be full. Then he did something. The popular tree, they put it there, and they say, as they come to eat, as they eat and as they drink, they see, and what they saw, after tell them, even animals. And of course, by the time that it will be paid, Liban said, yeah, I'm in trouble. The time has come. Yeah. When your detractors will realize, that you are dealing with a covenant-keeping God. The God that does not lie. Whose covenant cannot be broken. The God that fights, I mean, the silent fighter. The silent warrior. He's not a machinery. He's his fight. Your fight is his fight. Malabo, shikrandabo, ho, 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 And God did what he said he would do. Then another one that really hit me years later, I think in Genesis 31, or even beyond, beyond that, you know, 35, he said, the time has come now for you to now return home. In fact, no, 35 says, and God brought him back. Now, this is where I'm going. How? I'm going back home. <laughs> I, will, I, I will come across Esau. Fine, I have, I came with my staff. I have, a, I have two troops. Four, as a matter of fact. His wives, his concubines, children everywhere. Wow. But then, what he did before. This God is too much. He assured him. Guess what he said? He said, remember Bethel? Ah. Say so you are going back to Bethel. Hmm. And what is Bethel? The place of encounter. The place of revelation. The place where you had your first experience. As I was meditating that I had a song in my spirit man by, I was minded that I had a song by, in my spirit man by uh, Andre Crouch. He says, take me back. Take me back there, Lord. To the place where I first received you. Because we forget usually. Oh, take me back. 
Take me back there, Lord, where I first believed. Thank you. Because when he first had an encounter, he was shaking, he was afraid, it was only his staff. Now, he had people, and things have changed over the years. Then he see, if you haven't seen your friend in five years, I haven't spoken to them, they're not the same person you left. You have to start talking to them again. Other relationships change us. Blessings change us. Trials change us. But for the man who is a covenant child of God, do not conform. But be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Say, so let's go back to Bethel. When he got there, wow! He said, I used to think it is Bethel. This is the El Bethel. No, it's not just the house of God. I always meet the God of the house of God in this place. And what he said to them, he said, now, throw away all your foreign gods. Clean yourself. Change your clothes. We are going to Bethel. He said, put on the new man, which after God is created in what? Holiness and true righteousness. He hasn't changed. He's the same God. And by the time he got there, he had a dream. Oh, he wasn't just standing at the top. The angel came and engaged him. And by the time he would go, he said, no. Ah. No, by the time that was true, he knew that there was, I mean, there was a lot, lot more, that there were many, many more things other than just the material. The material is just part of it. He said, now your name is changed. You are Israel. You are a prince with God. Worship took over. A revelation of God will make you a worshiper. You won't worship the blessing. You won't make a monument of the fame. You won't make a monument of the wealth. You won't make a monument of anything that God is just according to you. The most important one will be the, will be the one who will have a covenant and with the covenant I share with him. I've come to talk to the children of God today. Your journey has just started. God has an unusual future for you. And whether you know it or not, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will come to you. Time will not permit me. He said, I will come to you. I won't leave you as an orphan. I have spoken to you before. I will not just, when the Holy Ghost will come, he will not just come to stay with you. He will be in you. And I'll be with you forever. So you are never alone. Never again should you meditate the fact that you are alone because you are not alone. The truth is you are not alone. 
you are not alone and you have access come boldly therefore to the throne of grace so you can obtain what and receive what grace in the times of need your needs will never finish your life or rather terminate your life no your fears will not truncate your life it's just another challenge that you are going to scale over. As a matter of fact, they've come to announce your next level. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> you are a covenant child of God. Somebody say, I'm a covenant child of God. Say, God cares for me. God cares about me. I'm special with God. Hebrews 13, 20. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant is perfect. Ask me, shall we rise? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.